Fast Model Sports is the world's most versatile basketball coaching software to help power your preparation. Fast Model has developed the industry's best coaching software, including the number one play diagramming and playbook software, FastDraw. FastDraw bridges the gap between whiteboarding and the digital world with an incredibly easy-to-use interface that can be used on both your computer and your iPad, providing maximum portability for your own personal play and drill database. doesn't stop there. Along with FastDraw, they have other great programs such as FastScout, which I have used, which helps coaches create clean professional sky reports customized for your team. Fast Model is trusted and used by every NBA team and WNBA team and 85% of Division I college teams and over 8,000 high school and youth teams from over 75 countries around the world. In addition to a great product, they also provide basketball coaching resources through their blog and play bank, which features over 5,000 free plays and drills for their online coaching community. For access... To these plays and more information, visit FastModelSports.com or follow them on Twitter at FastModel. I wanted to announce a new partnership between Coaching You and Zone Sports. You know, for a long time, one of the intangibles by coaches and athletes is team chemistry. And it's a major factor all the time in whether a team has success or failure. When the folks from Interzone came to me at Coaching You and said, we can even help your team, I was all ears. And what we did is we took a quick assessment, two to four minutes each person, and we were stunned by what we found out about ourselves and our team. You owe it to yourself to find out what Interzone can do for your team. It's the simplest and fastest and most accurate software available to measure team chemistry. I highly recommend, without any reservation, the use of Interzone with your team, whether you're a middle school, high school, college, or professional team, to help take you to the next level. For further information, go to coachingyoulive.com slash Interzone. That's I-N-N-E-R-Z-O-N-E. Hey, welcome to another edition of Coaching You Podcast with the Coach Brendan, sir. And I wish everyone, uh, I sure pray and hope that everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, And, you know, now, you know, we saw some great basketball in the last week and uh, there's some great games going on this week. And I know for many of the high school coaches I've been talking to, you're just some of you are just starting your season and you're really excited. So we wanted to deliver to you today a podcast that I think you're really going to enjoy. One of Coaching You's great friends is Gannon Baker. Gannon Baker is one of the best basketball skill trainers in the world. Uh, he's been a frequent speaker at Coaching You. Uh, he's worked with some of the best NBA players, but he also works with players from eight all the way up through the NBA. And so he's a teacher. And he's so this podcast is really, frankly, all about basketball. And he just doesn't do it out of his home in the Florida area, uh, he teaches online, but he spends a half of the year basically in China uh, where he's teaching. He has an audience of 200 million 
people that are dying to learn the game. And he's involved with some really cool technology and some ideas of doing things over there. But you're going to hear us talking about pick and roll, the things that are important in developing players and the skills you got to do. As a coach, I think you're going to love it. So after this timeout, Gannon Baker, one of the basketball trainer extraordinaire. Hey, let's take a second to tell you about one of our partners, Dr. Dish. Dr. Dish basketball shooting machines are the most high-tech and durable basketball shooting machines on the market today. Each shooting machine was designed specifically for high repetition training to allow players to improve through technology. Dr. Dish offers game-like training to give hundreds of shooting reps in just minutes and to provide powerful analytics to help players improve their game. Dr. Dish has also introduced Skill Builder, which is the first of its kind of basketball shooting industry that enables coaches and players to stay connected, design and upload training exercises that combine shooting, conditioning, and ball handling into one complete workout, and instantly receive feedback on their workout, allowing for real-time adjustments and improved performance. It is without question the most innovative basketball training machine on the market. It's been the official shooting machine of Coaching You for the last two years. To learn more about Dr. Dish, log on to drdishbasketball.com or follow them on Twitter at drdishbball. And thrilled today to have one of Coaching You's longtime friends and former speaker at Coaching You Live, Gannon Baker on. Brother, how are you? I am blessed, man. I got the three B's in my life, my my boys and wife, the beach and basketball. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm living the dream. Yeah, <laughs> you, you are. And and we're going to add another B right now, Beijing, <laughs> uh, yeah. because you yeah. spent so much time going back and forth there. Uh, but, you know, you know, you have a. Uh, a longtime background with coaching you uh, that you played for our my former partner Kevin Eastman in college. Talk about that experience of playing with Kevin. Well, uh, Coach E is kind of the same. When I played for him, he, he had that same passion and vision for development that he does now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gave me a few more choice words during our development because I turned the ball over, didn't run back on defense, but he. Uh, you know, he always had a, a, a great knack for uh, player development. It's one of the reasons why I chose to transfer to UNC Wilmington instead of Richmond and Old Dominion and William & Mary, other three schools I was looking at, because he just he loved what I loved. And that's, you know, getting better. It's not about winning. It's, it's acting like a winner and, and training like a winner and uh, executing your lifestyle like a winner. So, you know, his work ethic was second to none. And... Uh, you know, it's kind of neat. I played for him one year. I sat out one year, and I played for him one year. So I only got to know him two years, but we kept in touch when he went to Washington State. And when he got the job at Nike, he brought me along. And, and, and really, he's changed my life, mm-hmm. at, you know, as as a player development coach. I mean, he, he is a true mentor and OG, OG to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, humble, man. He, he always picks up the phone when I call. He always returns a text and, and, and a world champion. As you know, and you're the cut from the same cloth. I mean, guys like you are are hard to reach, but you guys have the humbleness to really help people out that reach out. So uh, I try to turn around and do the same thing. But he's been very, him and Wendy are very influential in, in my life. I was just going to say that, uh, you know, great leaders uh, are people that have great influence. And, you know, all of us that are, are on a path 
to help people. We've been influenced by someone, and, and Kevin and I had this unique bond and friendship and still do uh, of we're trying to really, we were trying to just humbly guide coaches to help them develop, and it turned into something far greater than we ever could have imagined. And and I know, uh, for instance, when Kevin said, hey, uh, I want to have Gannon come in and speak, uh, you know, it was uh, it was really a, a really great time for us at Coaching You because, uh, you know, there's a, there's several people that have now followed in your footsteps of player development. I, I don't want to say it like this, but it's become a cottage industry, right? Almost. I mean, like, sure. and, and frankly, you know, you run a business where you basically train people to become the next version of you, which is the greatest, uh, you know, you're teaching people how to fish, so to speak. And, uh, you know, and I think uh, what Kevin uh, has done is that, you know, you really showed people out there the importance of skill, but also how, what greatness looks like. So, you know, your performance at coaching you, you know, was some of the best stuff we've ever seen. And, and I thank you for that, Cannon. Well, thank you for having me. I think I spoke two or three years in a row and I still uh, am addicted to your other speakers. I mean, Dwayne Casey, Billy Donovan, the list goes on and on. John Gordon, yourself, uh, Mono Watson, who's a friend of mine, I always steal from him. But, you know, it, it, it's there's a there's a lot of, you know, coaching education platforms out there, but nobody does it like you. I mean, you guys are are true university, a true class. And, and that's that that's what I try to do. And that's what I'm trying to teach these young guys that, you know, I'm glad the industry has blossomed. I'm glad I was able to influence it and be a pioneer. Uh, but you got to do it the right way. You can't look at the players as as commodities you look at the players as people and you want to add value you want to treat it as a not not a not necessarily a job or a career but a calling and and you're doing it to really help the game yeah you do it because you love it you do it you have to make money and provide for your family but you're doing it to impact the game so mm-hmm. i'm really i'm really trying to and what i try to do it, it, it you're coaching you was to teach you know, coaches how to teach players how to read and make decisions and how to play the game through drills. You know, you don't want to just teach drills. You want to help them acquire the skills so now they can play in any system, whether it's flex, mm-hmm. offensively, three out, two in, you know, the triangle, uh, dribble drive. You're teaching kids how to play the game offensively so that they can prosper not only in their high school, their middle school, but if they cho- choose to, you know, go – uh, at the highest level, they have the tools necessary. And then when they become a coach, you know, they can use the years they played for you or the years they worked out with you as a class that they have all this information to go start their own philosophy. So, uh, you know, the great thing about what you've done now is you're teaching the game all over the world. And, you know, for those of us that try to grow the game, so to speak, you know, places like China have become a great venue for us because there's 1.5 billion people there, um, you know, almost five times the size of the United States. And But with 200-plus million people playing basketball, what's Correct. when you go there and, I mean, but I have to admit, when you go there at the early ages, the, the skill level, the, the enthusiasm's there, but their ability is not. How have you gone about teaching at that in that let's say in China, for instance? Yeah, that, that's a great question. I mean, they view us 
you know, as Hercules. I mean, we're, we're the Olympic gods, so to speak. Obviously, basketball, we're the best country in the world for, with coaches and players in general. And um, I guess the first thing that I did was be tremendously patient and realize, you know, uh, Toto, I'm not in Kansas anymore, man. I'm not, in, you know, I'm not in the 757 Hampton, Virginia, Boo Williams talent, you know, Northern Virginia, DC, great coaching. I mean, I had to start from scratch as mm-hmm. far as, Hey, when you get to the gym, here's how to set up the gym, you know, uh, before you come set up your practice the night before, here's how you lay out your hour of skill development or your two hours. And, uh, a lot of these coaches are running after school training programs. So I had to, you know, uh, eventually talk to them about how to relate to the parents and, and how to, um, you know, be truthful to the parents without losing the clients, so to speak. So there's a lot of uh, tentacles and, 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 and avenues that I had to go into. But I, I basically, Coach Sir, started from the basics. This is a ball. You need to learn how to handle the ball. Here are some drills. Now you got to learn how to dribble. Now you got to learn how to drive. You finish off two feet. You finish off one foot. This is a pass. Two on o, three on o, and we haven't gotten past three on o yet. So we've we've uh, we've done a lot of. Um, I probably have done fifteen classes, and we've had over three hundred and fifty coaches certified uh, in six months here that, that I've been doing this in China. The other six months, it took us that long to, to build a curriculum that they could understand and a business that would work. Hmm. So, you know, nobody's ever done this in China, uh, as, as what I'm told. And so it, it's exciting. Uh, the government is kind of looking at us. They don't want to support us yet, but they're kind of, you know, they, they've sent many, many officials to our classes and we're glad to have them to maybe give them some ideas if they want to run their own classes. So it's not, you know, it's, it's something unique that I've done, but uh, it, it's really starting from the basics and not assuming anything that these coaches know. Now, you've also talked about that's the, that's the one gamut. And, and so if you're one of the high school coaches, men or women that listen to us, and you're, or a middle school coach, you know, you can relate to this. Okay, but now we have a ton of college coaches. We have all the pro coaches listen to us. But you've also, you know, trained at various ports of their career, guys like LeBron, you know, Kobe, you know, and right on down through the thing. And so you've worked with these players. So, you know, let's talk about working with really good players. Gannon, what are some of the things that to win over a really good player, what are some of the important things you had to do? Well, you know, I, I give thanks to Coach Eastman and Nike for getting me involved in their uh, skill academies, you know, right. without them, I, I probably wouldn't have been in front of and been able to work out these great players. But I, I would say the first thing is you, you better be competent. You know, you better know your stuff. So mm-hmm. if you're training a point guard, you know, what are some things offensively that they need? If it's a, if it's a rookie trying to get a contract, you know, some general stuff. If it's a, a point guard like a CJ McCollum, he gave me a call this summer and wants to do some stuff next summer. You study their tapes, you interview um, you know, one of their assistant coaches, their player development guy, their head coach, if you can get to them, but you find out, Hey man, what does CJ need to work on? So, and then you, uh, you know, the second thing after competent is connect. You know, you got to connect with the kid. You you got to make sure that he buys into what you're saying, that you're on the same page as him. You know, I'm a hired gun. I'm a substitute teacher. So it's basically, <laughs> hey, man, you know, what, what do you need to work on? What, well, your coach thinks you need to work on this. I know you want to work on this. So 
you know, what are we going to do? So, you, and the third thing is you got to get clear because I know with Amari Stoudemire, I lived with him for three summers and Steve Kerr at the time was the GM and, um, uh, Alvin Gentry was the assistant coach and Dan Tony or no, uh, Alvin Gentry was assistant Terry Porter yes. was the head head coach and they wanted Amari to, to pick and roll and Amari wanted to pick and pop and they wanted Amari in the mid post and Amari wanted to catch it at the high post. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I had to get clear before I knew exactly what we wanted to work on. And so, um, and then that, the last thing is, man, you know, find some way to motivate him. So for, for Amari, it was, he's never won a championship. So if you see any, any good, you want to push the great, you hit him with that little inspiration. If, if he's average, if he's dogging it, which doesn't happen much, but you got to find him, you got to find that thing that motivates, you know, with Kobe, everything motivates him with LeBron, you know, everything motivates him. So you got to find that motivation. I know that doesn't start with a C, but that's my last, last thing. No, well, you know, you and I aren't that smart anyway, so we can just say it starts with a C. It doesn't really matter. Now, the yeah. thing I'm fascinated about, we always discuss when you're teaching point guards, and I think this is something our listeners will, will really enjoy. So you're teaching, let's say you talked about point guards, or you're teaching players to play off of ball screens. What are the, some of the things – Gannon, that you try to have them, you talked about reading. What are you telling them as they're coming, when you're working on pick and roll basketball, what are some of the things that you try to emphasize to your players? Uh, well, number one, if it's a side pick and roll, you know, it's your, it's your, it's your setup. So, you, you, you know, a lot of these young college kids, they, they don't really take into consideration going to the NBA, the length of the floor, the, 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 the speed of the game, um, the, 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 the strength of the athletes, you know, it's a, it's a different game. So, you know, with side pick and rolls, a lot of them get too close to the sideline. Mm-hmm. And so they'll, they'll step out or good teams will just run and jump them and they'll blitz them. And, and now they're out of a play. So, you know, for point guards, one, it's your, it's your setup, man. You got to set them up away from the sideline. Number two, you know, you don't really want to concentrate too much on your defender. You feel your defender, but you're reading, your teammates defender, you know, the screeners teammate, you know, is he, is he below and icing? Is he hard showing? Is he separated showing? Is he dropping? Is he soft showing? Is, is he aggressively going to uh, trap you? Is he jamming it to where his, you know, your defender goes under. So that you got to learn how to start when you start, you attack, but you're reading and that second defender, you're feeling your defender. And then the third thing is, you know, you want to once you decide, you know, with that, you're changing speeds. You might go hard, but you're still attacking. And that after that, that third level is, all right, you got to make a decision. Do you shoot a floater? Do you pull up? Do you shoot a three? You know, where are the other players? Now, that third defender you're reading, you know, you're reading a weak side shooter. Or you, you know, you, you might read the duck in guy. Do you want to is a lane open? Do you want to get two feet in the lane and kick? So. Is your guy rolling or is your guy popping? Is there a corner field or is there a corner open? So it's getting them to really be good at that third level defender. And so I always have, you know, three different drills. We have a, we have drills to, to set up on the start. We have drills to read the screener's defender. And then we have drills to read the, the passing decision. And so that's easy for me to set up. And it's fun to set up pick and roll drills from the, from the side. It's hard to get the kids to be consistent. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, that's the most consistent, you know, getting them to do it consistently perfect in practice. And then can they, uh, 
deliver the ball on time, on target, and get a good shot in the game. And so, you know, if they, they can do it consistently in practice, then instinctively, you know, they play like Chris Paul and Damian Lillard. I mean, those guys make it look, James Harden, those guys make it look so effortlessly, John Stockton, because they watch a lot of film and they do it over and over and over again in practice and they concentrate on the details. So, so when you, that, yeah, that's no, a whole podcast on itself. No, uh, no, I, we both agree on that. Pick and roll is the game, so much of it now. So, uh, and obviously, that's one of the parts of the game that I love to teach, the pick-and-roll part. It was something that Chuck and I loved and uh, had decent, some average decent guards that could do it. So one of the things that, I, uh, that I, I think, what about angles? What angles are you teaching your guys? You talked about side. What are all the angles now that players have to practice from because there's, the really good coaches have said, I'm not just going to pick and roll like in the old days when I first started yeah. coaching and stuff. We only ran side pick and roll. That's the only thing there was. I, co- I yeah. When I coached and came into the NBA with UB Brown, there was no such thing as a middle pick and roll. None. There was no such really? thing. There was no such thing as a horns angle. There was no such thing as a drag. <laughs> so there was side pick and roll only, and we did it very rarely. How about that? So talk yeah. about now when you're working with really good players, what are, what are the different angles that you're talking about for them? Well, um, you know, the basic ones to start out, because a lot of college, you know, not a lot, but some some college actions, uh, programs and systems don't really have a lot of pick and rolls. They might have a side in the middle. You're 100%. But we basically, we basically go over the side, and if the kid's a, a good three-point shooter, we set that side a little high. If he's not a good three-point shooter, you know, we set it a little bit low. Uh, and from that, you know, we, we set a corner pick and roll. So mm-hmm. we hit the corner. We have him in the corner. You know, he might feed the post, cut through. He's waiting in the corner for that ball to be swung around. When the ball swung around, you know, that big will go hit him in the corner, make sure he's away from the sideline. So that's kind of a different angle they're not used to. Right. And, um uh, you know, if you can get into it quickly, you can come off that for a, a jumper, a runner, or get a uh, roller baseline lob. Um, the middle pick and roll, you know, different angles. And, uh, you know, we might do flips or rescreens where they mm-hmm. come off a middle pick and roll. And a flip is just where the big just goes rescreens because the defender got through or went under. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we do the same thing on the side pick and rolls if they're icing it, which means the uh, – ball handler's defender is forcing the ball handler to the baseline and the big is kind of covering the baseline for maybe a possible trap then the side pick and roll uh screener just flips it and now his back is to the baseline and the ball handler kind of sits on that uh his defender to engage him so he's out to play and now you're going downhill with numbers uh the ice i mean there's about nine ten different things we do off ice i did a little bit of it coaching you live and that just you know, that that's really they've just never seen that before. And, and and as you know, the the depth of the coverages and the options that uh, present itself in NBA actions is 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 numerous. So we'll do a lot of that. Um, but, you know, dribble drags, I think they call it zoom action now in, in the NBA where they they might do a dribble handoff and then. Uh, another guy's coming with a pick and roll. Okay. So it's a DH, it's DHO, and then another guy's coming for a a, a ball screen. Okay. And, uh, 
And that that's 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 something that I never really seen until the last few years. Um, another one they 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 do in Europe a lot. I got this from from a couple guys I'm training in Europe. You know, imagine you get like a really mobile four uh, or a big three who posts up in the mid post. You hit, you cut, and then instead of cutting all the way through, you set him a ball screen. The cutter sets the post, you know, off the post feed a ball screen. And now you're coming off a little ball screen in the mid post area. How so, about that? You know that that's that's uh, unique. I was just I was just saying one more thing that I I love and you've seen this is the Spain action, where you come off a middle pick and roll and they back screen from the low post the ball screener and he goes off for a lob. Now you got a hollow action and the point guard's got you know kind of a triangle action he can play off of. Um, you know we might introduce some of that. Uh, and, and, you know, players that have played in, like Kobe Simmons, a uh, guy I've worked out, you know, a, a, a veteran now in the NBA, a veteran, couple, I think he's in his two third years, year. Say, two years you know, in, we'll, yeah. Two, yeah, we'll, we'll do some stuff with him that way, you know, because that, that's something that his team might run. You know, one of the things that I, I found, because, uh, you know, in, in the States here, so much is, you know, college and pro football, and I love it. I love college and pro football. And what I found is sometimes as I'm watching a game, I can't tell if the defense of backs are playing man-to-man or if they're playing zone, being honest with you. you know. Yeah, but what, right. I've, what I've found out is that they really do a great job at disguising it. And so uh, what I do is use the same correlation now and say I, I talk about all the different, the six or seven ways you can defend pick and rolls that you named before. Uh, I'd call them coverages. And so the, the the ball handler, for me, is the quarterback, and his job is to read coverage. And then that person that might be under the rim to rotate might be guarding the shooter in the opposite three-point corner. Uh, what is he doing? And now I think that's when the kids and young players and pro players – when they can master the reading of coverages, like Drew Brees can, let's say, or Aaron Rodgers, yeah. then then we have a real basketball player. And I think that's the importance of being able to read defense, not just in the old days we would say, okay, let's just put two offensive players up, play pick and roll with no defense out there. Well, heck, there's no reading to, to determine what to do next type of thing. I don't know if, if that makes sense. That that's a great analogy, and it does make sense. And it, it just leads me to tell your listeners, you know, whether you're a young pro coach or a college coach, don't negate the the passing reps with your players, like like bigs, guards, you know, be creative and find different ways that you can challenge them to make the right pass in your workouts. Now you're going to have to have probably two or three managers, or uh, at least another another coach that's working with you, so that the players going can have a decision to pass to you or them. It's hard to explain on, in a podcast, but uh, our new curriculum in our pro section has many many drills on getting bigs and guards to you know make an either or decision, whether it's a weak side skip or it's a uh, strong side skip. Uh, on the past, but that that's one thing that has always impressed me about LeBron, just watching his workouts, working him out uh, while I did with, at the academies, just he, he he wanted to get passing reps, and he loved drills where he had to kick and then get a shot, or he had to read who to pass to, like he, he owned that, and he enjoyed that, and I think that that's what coaches love, is guys that 
get as many passing reps as they, as they do shooting reps and workouts. And if you're a point, man, you got to get a thousand sh- passing reps. You know, people say, Hey, I got a thousand shots today. Well, that's great. How many passing reps did you get up? You know what I mean? Oh, the hardest so, thing I think nowadays is to teach young people how to pass the ball. You know, the guys like John Stockton and Isaiah back in the day uh, were marvelous at making the right pass magic. Uh, but nowadays the quote unquote, many of these, uh, Want to be trainers, uh, skill development trainers. All they're focused on is shots, shots, shots. Correct. And I think that's a great point you made. And I think that's something that you know that has to really go in. So when you're working, let's say now with a wing, and a wing now, you know, what 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 are you trying to teach that wing, Gannon? Well, number one, it's it's the little things we all know about. I mean, how much how much do they love the game? You know, if they love the game and they're a professional, you know, their their time off the floor is just as important as their time on the floor. And you might be saying, ah, that's cliche-ish, but, man, I spent five days with, with Ray Allen. He and I were doing a Nike, actually a Jordan uh, workout with the top 40 16-year-olds in, in Spain uh, last year. And, man, and, I, and, of course, I picked his brain. And, of course, hey, what, what made you a Hall of Famer? Sure. And he said his routine. He said he was always in shape. And he went as hard or even harder the next day after his workout to be ready in the fourth quarter. So I I would say the first thing is, you know, make sure your body's in shape. Make sure your diet is legit. Make sure you're getting enough water, getting enough sleep. Like I don't think – I think the good coaches out there own that, emphasize that, have that – you know, have that conversation with guys. But uh, I'm not sure how much the other ones emphasize it. So that's very, very key. So all our workouts is high pace, limit rest. Um, you know, real simple, move and a counter off the catch, a move and a counter off the dribble. And you're not dribbling a lot, you know, Clay Thompson kind of efficiency, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a move and a counter off one foot finish, move and a counter off two foot finish, a move and a counter coming off a wide pin, a move and a counter coming off a block pin, which is a down screen. Uh, wide pin is a, is a screen in the corner, a move and a counter off feeding the post. You know, you can stunt cut, you can screen somebody or you can receive a screen or you can cut through so it's just getting their mentality uh ready to okay defense takes something away without hesitation you're getting separation on another because you're you know you're meant to score um and then you know we we do work on passing you know you got to be able to bring it up against pressure if the point guard's taken away or you're playing in a versatile system where hey if you get the rebound you push it too so, um, you know, it was just in a nutshell, a couple of little things. Now, you might say, well, again, you didn't mention defense. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll do some defensive slides and, and get a shot. But, I mean, to me, defense is are you in shape? Do you have passion, persistence, and pursuit during the game? And a lot of that is with their team head coach. You know, I mean, I, I'd love to teach defense, Brendan, but everybody that, that I train with, they don't ever want to work on defense. Hey, coach, I <laughs> it's need, the truth. I need to get some shot. And, and I get it, right? I get it. Defense is something that you, well, you should be getting that information from your coach because there's many, many ways to, to teach defense. Some force middle, some force baseline, some sprint slide, some step slide. I mean, I just, uh, I just think offense is a little bit more black and white. Yeah. Uh, do you have uh, – now there's so much – I've never seen this in my 37, eight years in the NBA now. Uh, I've never seen uh, in the last two years more switching 
defensively on pick and rolls oh, than man. ever before. Yeah. Uh, you know, before, if you ever dared switch, if you ever switch your center onto an Isaiah Thomas or Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant, forget it. Just go down <laughs> the other end. It was over, you know. Uh, but now it's really become a, a, a scheme, a defensive scheme uh, sure. to a fault, but it's there. Anything that you do to work with your guys on teaching that and uh, and how to, uh, you know, what to do offensively versus that that you work on? Yeah, for pick and roll, you know, if, if they switch, uh, you can drag it out. And if it's a mismatch, you know, come back and, and, and feed the feed the roller or – you know, uh, Argentina pass, you know, next pass, advance pass to the yep. corner slot, then they can hit the roller if he sealed the guy. And if not, you have a post up on the other side. Um, a lot of ISO one-on-one moves if you switched off on a big. So, uh, you know, we work on a lot of separation stepaways. Um, you know, if they switch on, on down screens, uh, I think – I know the Phoenix Suns – Call, call it a veer back. I think uh, Bobby Huggins I saw in the clinic calls it a switch cut. But if they switch any screening actions, the cutter becomes the screener and the screener becomes a cutter. And the screener will most likely curl, cause some confusion in a traffic jam. And then the second, you know, the cutter who's the second screener pops, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, you know, no, that's uh, good. So it's it's rescreening if you get switched on off a screen. And then if you watch Golden State play a lot, I love what they do. They're going to set a screen. If they know there's going to be a switch and, and the screener's man switches out too early, they'll just bypass the screen. Houston does it too and just kind of screen and kind of circle cut and just slip right to the to the lane. And, and you get Capella and Draymond Green wide open because, you know, teams are in the habit of switching, 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 and then all of a sudden – that screener doesn't stop. He just slips. Yeah. And so we work on, we work a lot on that with the passer and then the, obviously the guy screening. So that's a great question. That's something that you should do. If any skilled guys are out there, you got to work on, um, you know, s- switching options and, and put, put that in, into your drills. And that's the great thing about the game. If you see a game action, well, there's your drill. Exactly. You don't need you know you don't need as many cones and med balls and <laughs> tennis balls and I mean all that's good it adds excitement I, I trained Grant Hill he loved the tennis ball I trained J.R. <laughs> Smith he loved the tennis ball but the the fact is you have to put game actions in there and make your drills game like at game speed from game spots and if I see a good action that I like I'll just put that into a one on zero or two on zero drill. You know, uh, two things you just made me think about as we're talking. Uh, you motivated me. It's one of our C's motivate. Uh, but, <laughs> there you go. But one of the things that you talked about before, icing on a side pick and roll or, you know, or, you know, anytime the guard has the ball and, and is declared off the center one side, so they ice you, force you to the sideline. Uh, one of the things that, that frankly, I, I found in the NBA, the players, the players, not the coach. The players will teach you, the coach, the best way to score against it. And so the players, and it was back with Steve Nash and guys like that, they, they put in, you know, basically on a on a ball screen, you know, in the center of the floor, uh, but it was off-centered a little bit when they tried to ice him. They put in, or even on the side, they put in that snake dribble 
where they came off basically a step-up type angle. And then as soon as they cleared it, they cross-over dribbled, and now all of a sudden they attack the big, and the big can't move his feet. And I thought, you know what? That's freaking genius, and that's what these players do. So that was one thing they did. And then last year, and I asked Steve Kerr about this, so they're doing – it was maybe it was in both the Western Conference finals and in the finals. As they came off kind of a middle drag ball screen, uh, the center switched out, and, and actually, or Kevin Love it was, switched out on the Steph Curry. So as he came off, he then made that Argentina pass. He passed the ball ahead to any player in the team. And what he did then when he gave the ball up, he's got Kevin Love on him. He ran right down under the basket and came right off of a screen on the baseline. So now Kevin Love is chasing Steph Curry around, coming off a screen to the corner for a three, and he never got out of the lane. You know, and I said, you know what? That's brilliant right there, you know. And yeah. and I guarantee you, and Steve, I I never taught him that. No, <laughs> you know, and yeah. you know, and that's that's brilliance on on a player's part, you know. But now I teach it at the clinics that this is a way to beat, you know, because right. they teach you what to do, and I think that's so unique, and that's what's great about our game, as you mentioned. You know, that's a great point, and people ask me, you know, what do I enjoy most about training? You know, the best of the best, and. um it's learning what they do and then taking it to a lower level like college or high school or Euro, you know, it, it, you really, if, if you're in tune and you're focused and you're present uh, and you have a note for me, it's a notepad. I got to write everything down cause mm-hmm. I'm ADD and a little S-T-U-P-I-D, you know? So I got, <laughs> I got to write stuff down. Yeah. And, and I learned something, as you say, from Chris Paul about when during an ice, he sits into that defender to engage him more. So I took that concept and, and do some ice drills with the chair where the point guard's got to f- turn his angle of his body, sit in the chair, and then go off that, uh, that you know, step up, mm-hmm. snake it, or attack the baseline on an ice action. So very, very huge point out there that, you know, you, you train with great players not to take a picture on Instagram and say, hey, I, I was with, you know, yeah. Terry Rozier today. No, I'm, I learned, <laughs> this is what I learned from Ray Allen. This is what I Learn from Terry Rozier that you can add to your game or your life. That's that's fantastic. Uh, now, the the great and unique thing about you that's different than both Kevin and myself is that you know Kevin and myself were the best coach in our house, but you're yeah. not the best coach in your house. Your wife's way better oh, coach on. than you. Come on, Brendan. No, on, I'm Brandon. sorry, man. You know, but it's the truth. And so, you know, I've known MJ a long time. Talk about her and what a, what a difference it is, you know, to have an incredible partner like her that you can actually go home and talk basketball with, you know, when you're not parenting, which you do pretty yeah. darn well, too. Well, I, I appreciate you bringing her in. You know, she, I don't know if she can coach, but she damn sure looks good doing it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what caught my eye. And then I found out she has a beautiful soul. So we've been married uh, almost 10 years and she, you know, won two state championships in, in high school in New Orleans at John Curtis Christian, uh, only coached two years in high school. And then she got a job as a Juco player, a Juco coach, uh, coaching Juco players at Spartanburg Methodist, uh, coached there three years, won two championships, uh, two, 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 uh, trips to the national tournament. And then she went to NAIA division one, which is, uh, 
or two, maybe Bluefields Division two, but it's an NAIA school in Bluefield, West Virginia. Richard Morgan used to play at UVA. Uh, I'm not sure if he played in the league a little bit, but he's the men's coach there. Uh, she had the best four year record ever in the history of the school. Went to the final four of small college, uh, small Christian colleges. Went to the national NAIA tournament for D two there, and then uh, went to Broward. Uh, losing program won three games her first year she won 20 so uh, won, won a championship there and then now she's at Eastern Florida which the men's is team here at Eastern Florida it's a junior college she's um, men's team is I think third in the country Jeremy Schulman does a great job mm-hmm. and, and last year was her first year she won like 27 games and most games in the history of the school and <laughs> went to the state finals tournament the first time in like 20 years so she is she literally she has like a 75% winning percentage since she's been coaching. But I say, hey, your time's going to come. Mm-hmm. You know, coaches in, end up getting fired eventually or have a <laughs> lose, you know, have a, have a stint of losing records. But no, she's great. She's a true coach. You know, she does the player development, the recruiting, the scouting. And, you know, this year she's dealing with a lot of psychological, kind of emotional uh, teaching with her kids because she has a young, young team. And, and, and with females, it's a little bit harder. They're a little bit more emotional. They're different than girls. Be careful. Uh, than Be guys. careful now. Be careful. In a good, in a good way. <laughs> in, a, in a good way. No, I've made, I know. I'm teasing. I've, I've trained the Minnesota Lynx, and uh, Coach Reeves and I have talked about this. Like, you know, it, women and men are different, but it's a good different. Like, like the girls' game is phenomenal. You can learn from them. They're more fundamental. They're just as competitive. They're just as tough. But with young college girls, you know, as freshmen, you really have to, they're sensitive and they're not used to the pressures that life starts to bring at 18 years old. So that, that's kind of where I was going. Yeah, no, she is really fabulous. And, uh, I'm a big fan of hers always have been. And, uh, she's, she's terrific. Gannon, tell me, uh, and tell our listeners really, uh, because I know all about you, but tell our listeners about your business. Tell us about Gannon Baker basketball and, and some of the things that you're doing. But also, uh, as I, you know, I remember you were the number one video guy in the world as far as, you know, doing all your skill development tapes and stuff like that. T- talk about and where people can connect with you, get in touch with you and follow you, et cetera, you know. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. You know, they don't really play DVDs or VCR tapes anymore. So I got to be number one now online. <laughs> so that, that's where I'm trying to go now. I have a great curriculum out uh, that's uh, very systematic. It's it's uh, It has beginner, intermediate, advanced, and then pro. So if you're a player or a coach that fits in that, uh, you know, that age group, it, 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 100%, you could learn from it. It'd be great for you, if not money-back guarantee. I don't know if coaching you does that, but we always say if you're not satisfied, we'll give you your money back, man. We, we believe in it that much. It's compiled of all the countries I've been to. I think right now I'm at 47. All the great clinicians and coaches that, that I've been involved with or learned from or played for. It's like everything that I know now, you know, as a 46-year-old player development coach, I put in that curriculum. It's 1,200 videos we did it last year we have tremendous sales right now and you can even go on and and search it out and and explore there's some free uh, videos there and free membership but you know i basically train players and coaches from eight all the way up to pro i'm doing more mentoring and training coaches now how to coach uh, especially in china i have a business in china it's called stronger me with gannon baker and i'm just excited to where god has has put me and, and i'm not perfect but 
I am uh, anointed, and this is my purpose in life, is to help the world by, by coaching basketball the right way. Gannon, uh, give us that website to, to go on and uh, order things from you. Oh, thank you. Yes, that, that would be important. Uh, <laughs> Gannon, GannonBakerBasketball.com. It's G-A-N-O-N-B-A-K-E-R Basketball.com. Uh, or you can hit me up on uh, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. You can Google me, and, and he knows who I am, so my stuff will come up. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Google's I'm a big fan to, of yours. Yeah, easy yeah. to get a hold of. Well, I'll tell you what, man, I, you know, I love every time we get all, you know, and just have a, a great conversation, just talking ball, you know, as I'm driving and stuff. And I'm always glad when you're back in from China that we can always reconnect and everything. But uh, you're very special and you're one of the great teachers of the game. And I know our listeners are just going to love, you know, listening and hearing some about you if they don't know a lot about you already. And uh, Gannon, continued success in growing the game and all you do. Uh, you know, you're, I'm a huge fan, always have been, and I thank you for what you're doing. Coach, thanks for having me. Time is very precious. I appreciate you thinking I'm valuable enough to spend some time with coaching you. There's a lot of great coaches out there, so I advise everybody to go out and learn as much as you can. And if you want to learn from me, I'm available. Thank you. Hey, Gannon, thanks again. And uh, again, uh, GannonBakerBasketball.com. Uh, you know, check it out. He's got so much to give. And he's one of the very best. Until next week, this is the coach, Brendan Sarah.